This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Tyler Staniland. I'm here. Thanks for having me. What is going on? How are you today? How's the OC? I am good. The OC is beautiful. It is 80 degrees and sunny per usual and I'm um, having more coffee than I should be, but everything's good. How about you? I mean, shameless product plug for my behind the velvet rope coffee mug. <laughs> at least uh, I am in the Hamptons on East Coast time. So at least you have an excuse for coffee because you're three hours earlier. Why I'm drinking coffee at 3.30 in the afternoon is beyond me. Uh, that's 3.30 coffee is a good time now. I'm like it a coffee is. kind of guy. I, I can drink it like the minute I wake up to pretty much bedtime. Same here. I love coffee. Well, listen, if anyone needs coffee, it's you. I mean, Selling the OC is out. It's on the top of every chart. It's trending on Netflix. I mean, has it just been a whirlwind for you? Like, have you gotten any sleep? Have you adjusted to this newfound life of yours? I mean, I don't feel like there's a newfound life, but it, it, it's relieving in a sense, because I feel like, we, you know, we filmed this thing over three or four months, and then we kind of had to, you know, keep it to ourselves for a bit. And now that it's out and we're seeing it, it's kind of nice to have that secret out. So it's good. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad it's out. You know, I figured like I would watch the first episode knowing we were going to sit down and talk, but I binged it and I could not stop. So it's just so good. It's so brilliant. And it's just- Did you get sucked in? 
I got sucked. I mean, listen, it doesn't take much for me to get sucked in, but this is like, you know, I didn't think I could get as sucked into anything as Selling Sunset. And this is just as good. It's so has everything you want, really. I thought it was brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, I love I loved it. And I agree. I think I think we sell selling something that's obviously incredible, but I think we bring something different. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, as we saw on this first freshman season, you know, you grew up in the OC, you're a local, like, do you think, like, did that help you think like with real estate, like, does it help being a local? Orange County is small and where I grew up, Laguna Beach is even smaller. Um, it is really tight knit to community. So being a local and something that's from there does help. Um, you know, I, I also had the added help that my dad was in the business. So he has an established name. So I kind of had somebody that I can go to within the business and show me the ropes. And so between living here and growing up here and having him, it, it really is, you know, kind of leapfrogging a lot of hard years. And not just your dad. Is this true? I read that you are a fifth generation real estate professional. Fifth generation. Yeah. Which is crazy. So, I mean, growing up, was there ever anything else you wanted to do with your life? Was that like an option? Like, did you have thoughts of doing other stuff with your life? Well, I started surfing at three. And so from very young, young age, I wanted to be Kelly Slater, like a lot of Orange County kids do. Um, and so I pursued surfing, but real estate was always kind of what I assumed that I would do later and not by any pressure other than it just kind of made sense. Um, and so my family had a brokerage when I was a kid. So one of my first jobs was working in the family office, mostly as like a water boy and like making copies and stuff. Um, but that was kind of always what I saw myself doing post surfing for sure. And is that easy, you know, because you kind of address this a little bit on the show, like, is that, is it twofold? Is it like, hey, you know, I have a father who's a big deal in the business. I could go into the family business and also like, hey, there's a lot of added pressure because, you know, I'm fifth generation. You know, I don't feel pressure that I'm fifth generation, but I do have big shoes to fill. You know, uh, my dad is one of the top dogs in this market and has been for a long time. And that's both a blessing and a curse because I have him in my corner to kind of pick his brain and I have his, his experience. Um, but like him, I, I want to kind of, I want to accomplish the same thing. I want to establish myself as a top dog. Um, so it's not necessarily pressure by anybody else other than what I put on myself. That makes a lot of sense. I'm the same way. I put a lot of, yep. I, I work for myself over here. It's only me that's putting pressure on myself on a daily basis. <laughs> Yeah. Is that why you decided to break away? You know, was it just like kind of making your own name and just establishing yourself on your own? Yeah, it just kind of seemed like a good time. You know, I, I think I've worked with the family for a while now um, and we'll always work together to some extent. We have a lot of overlap of clients and relationships and, and I still enjoy working with them. But I think as a young man, I mean, I'm 33 now, so I'm not terribly young, but young enough at some point, you know, I wanted to carve my own path and with Jason coming to OC, it just seemed like a good fit for my clientele and the brand that he's built. Um, we just aligned well. So it's kind of just right time, right place. And it all came together. And is, is that why you chose the O group? Like there's a lot of established brokerages out there in the OC, like yeah. why, why Jason? It's just something different. You know, a lot of these brokerages are the same. It's a stuffy office and you know, you go to your open houses and your mixers and Jason has created, um, a an ethos within his company that is, is different and it's fun and it's young and it's exciting and I think that he is kind of pushing the boundaries in a lot of ways in and and it's awesome so it's something that I wanted to be a part of um, and he has this gigantic building in, in Newport Beach which is an iconic old surf shop so there's a lot of overlaps that I just 
you know, felt like I wanted to be a part of it. Did you want Selling Sunset before this? Like, did you know kind of what you were getting into when you decided to say yes to this joining the reality show version of this? <laughs> it's funny because I, I did watch it and I, and I loved it. And I actually like, I watch reality TV. I, I enjoy it, but I never, I never really thought I would be part of the show. Um, and so when it happened, it just, I don't know. I, I didn't really know what to expect. And then obviously it all unfolded and was, was what it was. Did you expect, you know, it is reality TV. You say you watch it. Like, did you expect all the drama that really ensues right out of the gate from episode one? No, I didn't. And it's funny because when, you know, when we're all filming, there, there are groups that are in the drama and groups that aren't. So for most of the time that we were filming, I just thought everybody was getting along. I was like, oh, there's some minor tips, but you know, a lot of the, the scenes I did were with Austin or, you know, Polly and, you know, Alex. And so it was separate from having these big group functions. And so at the group functions, something that happened, I'd be like, oh, well, that was strange. But I was so like aloof to it. And then I watched it back and I was watching it all happen. And it was so funny to me. I'm not funny, but just interesting. It was so much different than my experience for the most part of filming. What shocked you the most when you watched it back? Just it's something that you weren't involved in. Like, was there any one thing that stood out? I mean, I think the thing that stood out the most was, was, I mean, are we allowed to say spoilers for those who haven't seen it? Yeah, because it's all out there now. Okay, yeah, so spoiler in the finale when I address Rose and, and Jarvis and I call them bullies, you know, out of context, it really does look like I'm picking a side and being a jerk, frankly. But there's a lot of context behind that scene that the viewers don't see. So for instance, at casino night, there was a, an incident with Jarvis and, 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 um, and Polly. And I sat there and I was like, all right, what's the issue? You know, like, it's not us against you. And so I was like playing this thing. And so there was all this buildup that happened before that big explosion. And so it, while I think that my delivery maybe could have been a little softer, what I said for the moment made sense, but from the viewer, it seems a little more aggressive, if that makes sense. That does make sense. And it seemed, it didn't even seem aggressive. It just seemed like, well, I thought they were kind of trying to help you in saying that, like, you know, we have this whole thing with Kayla, but at the same time, like, Polly shouldn't be physically, you know, doing yeah. a- affectionate towards you. And it almost seemed like they were trying to help you. And you're like, but aren't they trying to help you? That I think so. That's what left viewers, I think, a little bit confused. Yeah. You- at the time, it didn't feel like they were trying to help me because he was crying and, you know, I'm staying out of it and they keep bringing me into it. So it's just like, what is happening here? You know, but, you know, I think maybe that's what they were trying to do. And maybe we just didn't see eye to eye at that time. Did this experience like bring you closer to anyone that we see on the show, like any agents? And if so, who? Um, you know, I've maintained really good friendships with everybody. So I, I don't think there's there's anybody that luckily I had a falling out with or something like that. You know, Austin and I kind of gravitate towards each other and we kind of have similar interests. So I think he and I have a bit of a bromance. Um, but, I, but you know, Polly, Brandy, Lauren, um, Alex, and I even really do respect the other Alexes, you know? So there, there's, there's nobody that I dislike, I'll say that. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's so important to prioritize your mental health and wellness every day. I speak from experience when I say when you work on yourself, you start to see and feel positive changes in all areas of your life. Therapy has really given me the tools to deal with challenges as they arise. It's helped strengthen my relationships. For my therapy, I've turned to Talkspace. Getting started is the most important part. And listen, I mean, we all say it. I'm going to wait till something goes wrong to get started. Wrong. Start now. Start today. Talkspace has helped me so much. They're the number one online therapy platform. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, anxiety, depression, relationships relationships, and on and on and on. And you all know I'm in the Hamptons for the summer, so what I love about it is it's mental health care that meets your needs wherever you are. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month just for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. That's VELVET and Talkspace.com. Did this, even though you don't dislike anyone, did this experience like kind of like, you know, draw you away from someone or fracture a relationship slightly? You know, I don't think it necessarily fractured a relationship. I think it, it definitely started bigger conversations that all of us had after filming or after seeing it specifically. Um, and ultimately, hopefully it brought us all, all closer. And if it didn't bring us closer, at least we can all, you know, establish a little more respect. I think there was... And in times, not everybody was treating each other with the most respect. So moving forward, I think that's something that hopefully we can all have as we try and sell these multi-million dollar houses and, you know. And actually go to work together. And actually go to work, yeah. Well, one, you know, as far as we mentioned drama, and there was a lot between, you know, Alex Hall and Jarvis and Rose, but, you know, we did see, you know, you get tangled up in the drama, you know, as far as Kayla is concerned. Yeah. You know, when we learn that, you know, she tried to kiss you three times, there is like now this narrative out there, like Alex Hall did an interview like that. It was more than that, that she tried to get into your car at the end of the night. I don't know if you saw that interview. I did, I did see it. Yeah. I think she was saying that, that uh, Kayla was trying to get me into her car, but yeah. So, I mean, there was more. So the incident that happened happened while we weren't filming, it was, you know, the Oppenheim group, we have really fun dinners and we have a lot of fun, you know, when we're not working. Um, and so one of those nights, everybody was drinking and, and Kayla did make a move at me after, after a couple other moves, but did ask me to come home with her in front of Polly. And, and Polly and I just looked at each other like, what is happening? Kayla went, went, went home. And that's kind of where you kind of see that scene pick up in the show was after that had, had happened. Because the first couple of times were casual, but when you not casual, but just it was more innocent. And then when when you ask somebody something that serious, it kind of changes the whole dynamic. So that's why I think everybody was so upset. And 
also, I, I think viewers think that I didn't have a conversation with, with Kayla and I just brought it on the show, but Kayla and I did have a conversation one-on-one squashed it, you know? And so there, there's a lot that happens off camera that people don't get to see that, you know, will give this whole story more context, but it was right. only something that fit in eight episodes. So. Exactly. Know. I mean, so what is that like, you know, we learned on the show, like, you know, like you're, you admitted yourself, like you're a little more reserved or not, like, you know, when something like this happens, like, and Kayla then tries to like, you know, invite you into her car, like knowing that, you know, even though that may not be on camera, you're now filming, like, was that hard for you just knowing that this possibly is going to be part of this show? Yes. Yeah. Because I have no problem squashing with Kayla one-on-one and saying like, Hey, you know, this thing can't happen, putting up those boundaries. But when it's in a group setting and I know there's millions of people watching now, then I just want to minimize it, get away from it and have it not be a thing, you know? And I think that you, you, you kind of see that where I'm just like not saying much and just trying to move past it. Um, so it is strange, but it definitely, I think as a result of going through that, it definitely helped me grow a bit and be less afraid to find my voice in those moments because, you know, sometimes that makes the world a difference. And is that kind of what you learn just in dealing like the conflict? Because I would think regardless of a TV show, like yeah. you said, you're still professionals and working together. Like that's got to be a strange conversation, even off air to have, I would think. Totally. It's super strange. Yeah. But it was the one that needed to, to be had. So I think in that instance, there was no other choice. You just have to have it, you know, cameras or no cameras. But with cameras, yes, as you said, it's kind of an added stress just because you seem like a nice guy. I mean, I'm like a hard edge New Yorker over here. Like I went to law school. Like there's, a, it just seems like maybe conflict is, and I don't mean that as, as any shade, like conflict oh, no. isn't your. Conflict is not my thing. I, I would rather squash it, get done with it, not have it be this big like thing that's dragged out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a conflict guy. Yeah, I'm very much not New York. I'm looking to be. Yes, I, yeah. I can tell in, in like a best way possible. Yeah, yeah. So did, thank you. So did that, I mean, did this kind of like whole thing and like dealing with a conflict, like, did it help you, you know, like with conflict, like if something else comes up in the future, just in general, not even with Kayla? I would, I mean, well, I guess we'll find out and see, but, it, but I, I do think so. I, I think this was, you know, one of the, it's been a long time since I've had any sort of conflict like this in my life. So so yeah, I think so. Yeah. Did it bother you watching it back? Like, I don't know if you're aware of that at the time, like, did it bother you that like, you know, Alex Hall and Polly, like you said, like you already had the conversation, you know, that they were kind of making such a big deal out of this with Kayla, even though you kind of, yeah. you know, I, I think they were doing it out of, you know, pure intentions. I think again, there was possibly more that happened between them. So it was kind of a buildup of, of a lot of things. And, and, you know, I can't speak to what they were feeling, but I think there was more in that scene than just the incident between Kayla and I. So. Well, I think there was a lot more too. You know, we have like Polly and Alex Hall kind of on one side, you know, and we have Kayla in the middle and we have like Jarvis and Rose on the other, you know, do you think, cause it seemed to me like, and I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but like, do you think both sides like Hall and Polly maybe on the left and like Jarvis and Rose on the right were like weaponizing this kiss kind of to like use it to their own advantage? So that's exactly how I felt on the boat scene and why I kind of not exploded, but just had to go out there and make a point because I did feel like the Kayla kiss thing and it can, and having it continuing and have it brought <laughs> the Kayla kiss thing and the way it kept getting brought up was 
more about their relationships than the incident itself. And so in that moment, that's what, what I was saying is like, this isn't about Kayla and I anymore. It's about you guys. So please leave us out of it and you guys squash your thing. That's a hundred percent how I took it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great. Like, I'm sure it's the last thing you really want to talk about on a daily basis. And I'm sure it's the last thing she really wants to talk about, especially if you've moved on and everyone involved has dealt with it. Right. Right. So that's got to be hard or has to have been hard. And everything now, like working with Kayla is fine. Like you guys, I mean, are professionals. It's not an issue. Yeah, we're, pro- we're professionals. You know, I think, I think, and we have a friendship, but I think it just is different and may always be different after that. And, and that's okay. But it's just, you know, one of those things where it kind of has to be that way as well. What do you think it is about like Alex Hall and Polly over here and like Jarvis and Rose on the, like, why don't these two groups get along? I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons maybe, but it's kind of one of those things where like, have you ever eaten at a restaurant and it was just awful. And then you just had that bad taste and you never want, want to go back. I think, I honestly think it could just be, they got off on the wrong foot and then it all just snowballed. And now here we are in two camps divided. You know, I don't, I came to the office late and I wasn't, as involved from the beginning. So it's, it's, I don't have as much insight on that, but from an outsider, it is, it is funny how quickly, you know, split. Do you think there's any world in which Polly and Hall can just make nice with Jarvis and Rose? I think so. But I, I, I think Jarvis and Rose would have to want to make nice with Polly and, and Alex. You know, there were a lot of things said on both sides and I think some sorries could be great. And, and hopefully it's something that, that is possible. And, and maybe not, you know, I don't know. Do you feel like, you know, because both sides accuse the other of being bullies. We've seen that term thrown around. Like, I mean, do you think this is like a mean girls environment? Like, I mean, they both seem to say that. Yeah, they do say it. And obviously I say it as well. I, I you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I know Alex and Polly better. I know that, you know, Alex is a very specific personality and she's loud and says what she means. And sometimes she says things that she shouldn't say. And, you know, Polly is a sweetheart. I don't know Rose and Jarvis as well, but for the most part, I've only had positive interactions with them, you know, individual in a group setting. It's, it's been different. Um, so I don't think either group are necessarily bullies. I just think people are maybe stubborn and are holding on to some resentment possibly. Who would you say besides yourself and Jason, like who would you say is the best agent in the office? Like if you had to buy a house tomorrow and had to use one of these agents, who would you use? I mean, I would probably go, you know, I've been licensed the longest. Um, I would probably buy a house from Austin because I, I get along with him. And usually people work with real estate agents that they, you know, could see themselves being friends with. You want to trust the person that you're buying a house from. So of all of them, I would choose Austin. Yeah. Yeah. So when Gio says like, he's in a class above all of you, he's better. He's trying to up the ante in the office. Like, is this true? I mean, is Gio full of himself? Is he misunderstood? I love Gio and I'm not, and I'm not trying to throw shade here, but he's only been licensed since, since 2018. So, you know, that's four, maybe five years now, depending on, you know, what, four, four and a half years, but he, um, you know, he, he's a very specific brand. I, I don't, think he is the top dog you know but I I love his confidence it's he's very confident which is great 
You know I love talking about man candy here on this show. And, you know, did you ever realize how many hot, bald men there are? Vin Diesel, Tyson Bedford, Tay Diggs, The Rock? We could even throw a John Travolta in there. Well, listen, do you ever think about, you know, how bald men shave their heads? I can tell you from all the bald friends I have, they're doing it all wrong. So anyone out there who's listening who is bald or ladies, do you have a husband? Listen, if you're using that same multi-blade razor that you use to shave on your face, wrong, wrong, wrong. Razors were made for flat surfaces, not curved heads. Bald men and women need to check out the Flex Series Electric Shaver from Freedom Grooming. This shaver changes the game. It has five rotary blades that individually flex for a closer shave. Compared to an old school razor, oh my God, the Flex Series shaves 50% more hair in a single stroke. So for the upcoming holidays, yes, we're heading into that time of year, birthdays or just because, get your ball guy the best shaver of his life. Freedom is giving our listeners an exclusive discount. Visit freedomgrooming.com slash velvet for 20% off. That's freedomgrooming.com slash velvet for 20% off today. I am literally looking back on this summer as truly the best summer of my entire life. I have never been in so many Ubers and on so many boats and have taken so many trips. And it's all because of Relief Band. I literally was afraid to go on boats before. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness. It also can be used for anxiety, migraines, hangovers. Oh, I use it for a lot of hangovers, let me tell you. Morning sickness chemotherapy. It stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. It then blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. Kind of cool, right? Listen, it really works. That's all you need to know. So if you're finally taking that trip this summer that's been on your calendar since 2020, I've got good news. Right now you can join over 100,000 Relief Band users with an exclusive offer just for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. Go to ReliefBand.com and use promo code VELVET. You'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no-questions-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember, it's better to have a Relief Band and not need it than to need it and not have it. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B and.com and use our promo code velvet for 20% off plus free shipping. Do you bond with him in any sense that, I mean, I know your father's like a huge deal, like the fact that he has a mother who's also been in the business, like that's kind of a similarity. It is cool. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have that, that, that parallel and, and he still work, works with his mom a lot, you know? So I think it is something that we, we both bond over and we both feel that, that, you know, pressure to succeed like our parents have. Um, but, I, but I also love Gio and his wife, a sweetheart they're the best couple and we have so much fun hanging out together well you know we talked about like your father and being able to go to him for advice on real estate but you know everyone knows you also have a wife that's in the media and entertainment business Brittany snow how did she feel about you joining the show i think you know i think it was something that when we first got together we both said whatever's best for our careers we will always support um and that comes with, on her end, lots of long distance and on mine and now this, this show. And um, it was a good opportunity. So it was something that we both just decided was the best thing. Did she have any advice just because, you know, she's been in the public eye, just, you know, now you're in the public eye. Like, you know, it's not, some people have a hard time adjusting to that. Like, did she have any yeah. advice for you? Yeah, I mean, she did. She basically said, buckle up. But, but 
it's also different because a reality show versus you know TV and movies, at least people usually understand you're playing a character. On um, with reality TV, people take everything that that they see as as gospel. So there's not really a lot of advice you can give other than just you know try and do your thing and buckle up. Buckle up. Has it happened yet, or are you guys prepared? You know, like. I imagine it's going to be somewhat strange. You know, like I'm sure, listen, there's a lot of Britney Snow fans out there. People come up, you're walking around, they want a picture. Like, are you guys prepared for when someone comes up and they're like, hey, Tyler? <laughs> I, I mean, that's not something that I, I, it's, I mean, we're in Orange County too. So I, I feel like it's different. It's not, you're, you're not in LA or New York where there's paparazzi and things like that. So um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like that, w- that w- will be a funny moment, but we'll see. That is true. I mean, you're not in LA, so that's, have you guys watched the show together? Like, have you watched the whole thing with her and she watched it? Yeah, we, we've seen all the episodes. We, did, we didn't watch it together. I only watched it one time, actually. And I, one and done, I'm good. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, we've both seen it. So obviously, I mean, you guys have talked about it all. I know you have a very strong marriage, but like, was that hard for her to have like this be, like, did you know this was going to be part of the storyline and has that been hard for her in the sense that it is? I mean, I assumed that this would be part of the storyline, but I didn't anticipate it being as much of the storyline as it became. Um, and, and, you know, that was kind of another reason why I continue to try and squash it at, throughout filming is, is I don't want this thing to grow legs when you know it was something that could have been handled very quickly um but something that you know makes our relationship great is trust on on both sides you know we have to have that in order to make this thing work especially in the public eye so um yeah no we just there was a couple conversations and you know something that we just had to, to prepare for i guess well, in my experience with things with reality tv whatever has legs today will not have legs within you know a hot minute so Perfect. Yeah. Hopefully we're halfway through this, this, this hot minute. (laughs) Did you get any advice from like Jason or anyone like, you know, in the selling sunset office about how, you know, like how life might just be different once the show goes viral, which it has. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually, I didn't get to meet any of the selling sunset agents until after we had filmed. Um, and then, um, and I actually, I had a great conversation with Amanda one night who just was like, Hey, you know what? People are going to hate you. People are going to love you. Just run with it. And, and, and it's true. You know, it, it was, people are going to love it. People are going to hate it. People are going to feel how they feel, but you know, ultimately the Oppenheim group is a big dysfunctional family and we all love each other, even if we don't always like each other. Um, and, you know, hopefully that, that, that comes across in addition to the drama. So as people watch like this first season, like what do you want them to take away from you? Just like, what do you want them to know about you i i think i think i've got a lot more to show in future seasons i I think you know i kind of got locked up in that in that drama scenario um and and i sold more more houses too than than what were on the show so i'm excited for them to see my business i'm excited for them to hear some more about me and what makes me me what do you love best about real estate i love that's that's i love a lot of things about it um I think the coolest thing for me is, is helping somebody find a home. It's, it's such a big honor, you know, and, and a lot of my friends or first time home buyers that have bought their, their first property to see them start a family in that place or have it be a stepping stone to wherever they go next. Um, it's super cool. It's a big honor. 
Have you ever, you know, cause you mentioned in the show, I mean, I know you were just kidding that, you know, your wife is your second love and surfing is your first love. I'm sure that's another thing you've heard people. It is. It's so funny. So I, I just have this, like a self-deprecating sense of humor and I, and I sometimes will, I mean, that, that is a foot in mouth joke right there, but I don't love surfing more than everything else. I was just saying that I really, really love surfing and have always loved surfing, but it's not at the top of my list. I took it as a joke. I understood your sense of humor. Like, obviously you love your wife more. Yeah. How did she feel about that statement? She laughed about it. I mean, she knows. I, 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 I mean, I love surfing. It's my church. I, I need it. I need the ocean. My gills get, get, get dry if I don't surf for a few days. So, so she knew what I was saying and laughed about it. But Do you ever feel like, I knew you grew up surfing. I'm just saying like, see you later, real estate. It's just going to be surfing now. I mean, I did that for a long time. You know, I surfed forever. I, I you know, competed on the amateur circuit growing up and did some professional events and then worked with surf companies. I still have surf sponsorships now that I um, still work with. But I love real estate. I love having the balance of both. Um, I think I could live without real estate easier than I could live without surfing. But I love the balance of both. That's good to know. Yeah. Did this process like of filming the show like change you as a person in any way? And if so, how, or am I just being way too deep for the Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it changed me as a person per se. I, I think, I mean, maybe a little bit. I'm, I guess I would be like an introverted extrovert. And through all this, it's kind of helping me be a little bit more extroverted and enjoy the process. I haven't always been, a, I haven't always enjoyed being center of, of attention. And so you kind of have to embrace it a bit more through doing this so that people can know you really. If you're too shy on, on camera and no one gets to know you, then what's the what's the point of sharing, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm coming out of my shell a bit more, which is which is good. That makes sense too. What about the fact, I mean, I go back to the same interview that Alex Hall did, which I read it twice, you know, where she says like Jarvis and Rose were never supposed to be a part of this show when they were just opportunists and they just kept showing up when the cameras were there and they were never cast members. And yeah they kind of got themselves on the show because they were desperate and had a plan and thirsty and all these, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what she said. Yeah. So I read that as well. Originally they weren't cast. Originally it was, you know, I think it was the five girls, us four guys and Jarvis and Rose weren't part of it. And they were on, it was confusing when they were at scenes at the beginning. And I think Alex even speaks to, to that point. And it felt like they were coming to the table with, these drama points to kind of assert their relevancy, um, which is kind of how the drama all started. But, you know, they ultimately ended up being cast members and, and it is what it is. It is what it is. Right. I mean, I don't even know if that's such a bad thing. If that's here you are on the show is freaking great. Like who cares really? There's yeah. The more the merrier. I think there's room for all of us here. And I think it's good. What about when something comes out, like, you know, like Alexandra Rose, there's this rumor, like, you know, she slept her way to, the, or she sleeps her way for like listings. And, you know, yeah. Polly has said that that rumor is made up by Alexandra Rose. Like she made it up to kind of give herself more. Uh, I don't know anything. I, I have heard that rumor. I don't know where it started, you know, um, but that's something you'd have to ask. Alex Rose about I don't know I maybe she did who knows 
what's your biggest real estate like flex? Like what, is there something like where you've had like a hard sale, you know, just, and then you sold it like your biggest sale, like what's kind of your feather in your cap for real estate? I think the biggest one that I ever worked with, with, um, with my dad was this property in Newport coast that sold for 45 million at the time. I think it, I mean, it's been five or six years since it sold now, but at that time it was a record breaking sale in Newport beach. Um, we sold one at the montage, we sold the same property twice, but the last buyer was actually Mark Cuban. So I've, I've had a, a number of, of big sales in, you know, the, the teens, 20s and up to 45 million with the family business. Mark Cuban's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you watch Shark Tank? Like what are your reality TV? I do love Shark Tank. It's great. Um, I'm a, sock, a sucker. I love, I love, love. I watch The Bachelor. Um, love at first sight. Um, I'm a big Top Chef fan. I love cooking shows. Um, yeah. Do you watch all the other ones like Love Island, F Boy Island, all of that? I've watched both those. Yep, yep. Those those ones are spicier versions. They're they're like they're like candy. Like I can only take them in small doses, but they're good. It's like I never would have thought you'd be a reality TV fan. Everybody watches re- reality. If you say you don't, you're lying. I mean, that's the truth. I think so. What about, you know, we, we maybe see, you know, I know like a lot of people's spouses and like significant others, like, do you think your wife would ever be part of this show going forward? I know this season, obviously we, we don't see her. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we, we try and keep our professional lives separate. So that's where we stand now. Um, and that's probably where we would stand, but who knows? Before I move on to another question, do you have a favorite Britney Snow movie? I love all the Pitch Perfects. Everybody does, but Pitch Perfect one specifically. Such a good answer. What about if you were ever going to move to LA, like, and you were going to call an agent from the Selling Sunset crew? Do you have a favorite, like an agent that you would use? You know, it doesn't have to be your favorite, but someone you would use if you were going to. That's a good question. I think based on my interactions, I would have Amanza represent me. Um, she's, she's the best. She's so sweet. So nice. And I've only had, I've, I've met her like twice. So I, I don't have a ton of, you know, there's not a, a long relationship there, but she just seemed very easy to work with. Very smart. Very cool. She's a good one. Well, you know, Selling Sunset is already green lit for, you know, the next two seasons. I can tell you, I mean, I know nothing is announced at Netflix, but this show is coming back. I can guarantee you that because it's such <laughs> a big hit. Are you, like we said, things last for, you know, a minute. Like, are you looking forward to, say, season two where, you know, the drama probably won't be about you being someone trying to kiss you? Like, are you looking forward to that, that hot seat just being shifted to someone else? I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more. Yeah, no, I, I think if there was a season two, that would be exciting to kind of show more of what I do in the business world and show more of who I am um, and have it be less about that. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, that's the great thing about the show. Like I was saying, like, you know, I have watched Selling Sunset from the beginning, but I've learned things. Like I never knew if the commission, if the sales price was so high that it's not a 3% commission. Yeah. I never knew that people still still door knocked. I mean, I was shocked to hear that. I didn't even know that was really a thing. I mean, it's it's doggy dog. It's doggy dog. I think in in places like LA, that's much more common. In, in Orange County, it's a little bit less because it is smaller and you can't really be too doggy dog or where it gets around. Um, but yeah, totally. It happens. 
what is the state of the market like in Orange County now? Like, is there an area that's up and coming? Is there an area that's the hottest area? Is it like a buyer's market, seller's market? It, we're kind of in this in, in between zone, and and you know we're at it's almost Labor Day now. Um, generally, late summer is always slower, but there's a lot of other factors in the market. Orange County though is still booming. It's still a higher price per square than than Los Angeles, um, Laguna Beach, Newport Beach, Dana Point, safe money still strong, very strong, but slower than, than it was. You 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 aren't seeing properties in, in escrow with 20 offers, you know, 10% over list price. That's not happening as much, but property's still moving. So, and is it more of a buyer's market or seller's market, or it just really depends? I think it depends on the property. I think, you know, sellers are still doing well. Buyers are starting to see a little bit more room, but with, you know, the hike in interest rates, it's, it's different. So. Interesting. I mean, I'm just obsessed with real estate. I know New York really well. I just, I don't know the West coast. So that's interesting. I, I lived in New York for a hot second and it was fascinating to me coming from Orange County, seeing what you get there for first, what you get here. It was mind blowing. And I spend my summers in the Hamptons, which is where I am now, which is, it's a little better than New York, but it's not much. But the Hamptons are great. The Hamptons are great. Yeah. How, right. Like the, you, you could see yourself in the Hamptons. That, that would be a good oh. fit for you. The Hamptons, Montauk, that whole stretch of coast. I love. Yeah. Did you just run out of New York City and what were you doing? How, how did you end up here? So I went there while uh, my wife was filming something and I was working on some other projects. So I had the flexibility where I didn't have to be necessarily in one place and I was kind of bouncing back and forth. But um, I spent, we you know lived in New York and I still went surfing. I took the train in the snow to go surfing in Rockaway. Um, and so I liked it. I like, you know, got to check that box, but I couldn't live in New York full time. I love visiting. It's amazing. Best food, best nightlife, amazing people. I just couldn't do it full time. I think you are probably the only person that has ever lived in New York that has taken the train in the snow to go surfing. I would, I, you can't tell me there's others. You'd be surprised. There's people. Yeah. But, wow. but the funniest thing is, is usually mornings are better for, for surfing. So we, I'd be like leaving my, my house with my surfboard in the freezing cold. And there's people coming home from the bars as I'm going surfing, trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing. Like I look like a crazy person, but it was fun. Wow. Out of all the reality TV that you watch, have you ever watched Real Housewives of Orange County? Do you know any of our Real Housewives of Orange County? Um, I, I've seen it. I have seen it. I can't say that, that I've watched it. Um, and I don't know. I don't think I know any, any of them personally. Yeah. Just curious. I figured yeah. maybe you'll sell one of them a house one day. I would love to. If any housewives out there need, need a real estate agent, I'm right here. There you are. Is there anything else you want to cover before we wrap up? I always give people, like, I like to give people a chance at the end. Like I said, this is so addictive, this first season. It was great. I loved every minute of it. And yeah, it was phenomenal. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I, I think we, we kind of covered it all. I, I, I really wanted to make sure people knew that I'm, I'm not a bully, nor was I choosing sides in that moment. Um, but I'm excited for people to see more and hopefully we get more seasons to kind of show our dynamic further. I never thought you were a bully. I just thought you were like, like I said, I just thought it was like each side <laughs> is weaponizing this and it, like you're over it. And it's like a done deal. I'm like, why are we still talking about it? And everyone is using it to their advantage and you just want to move on because you have moved on. I'm glad you saw it. Yeah. Thank you. Have a lot of people slipped into your DMs. Is that what it is? And they're like, or you just see like Twitter and like Reddit and all that stuff. I, I actually try not to read that, that stuff. Cause I mean, it's just, 
keyboard warriors doing their thing. So I'm pretty good at, at, at not reading it, but I, but I do know that that was a general take on, on what happened. And so um, it, it's funny because you, yeah, between missing context and, and only being able to fit so much into eight episodes, it is hard to cover all sides accurately as, as it happened. So. Are, are you shocked? Because as I watched the show, I said to myself like, okay, I think Alexandra Jarvis is the new Christine Quinn, probably with Rose. Like she's, you know, no shade. Cause I love it all. I'm like, she's yeah. probably the bully, but you know, a lot has come out. Like, I don't know if you realize where a lot of people like are like Alex Hall is the bully of this show. I don't I know. know if you, are you shocked at that? I, I was shocked just seeing what I saw filming. Um, but maybe that's the take and maybe season two things, things will be different, but, but it was shocking. I think for a lot of us knowing what we shot and our dynamic as a whole versus what the world saw or, or maybe the world's take on what they, they saw was, was interesting for sure. Where do you think that narrative comes from that she was like the bully? Cause it's not how, how I watched it either. I mean, I was actually shocked personally. Yeah. You know, I think, Alex is a strong personality and, she, and as she says, she isn't for everyone. And, and, you know, I think maybe some of her choices in conversation, specifically like when she was saying, why are, are you here? I think people took that as you're not deserving to be here. But I think in that moment, she was genuinely asking like, are you cast or not? Because you're causing drama that's now ruining my, you know, situation. So um, yeah, I don't know, a few things maybe. That makes sense. Well, where can everyone find you that wants to like, is either looking to buy or sell a house in Orange County or moving there? Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Tyler Stanilin, or you can email me Tyler at ogroup.com. And you can definitely find us on Netflix right now streaming. I love it. Well, listen, thank you for taking your time. I know you're busy with your day job and surfing. So I really appreciate <laughs> your time. Thank you for having me. It was fun to catch up and hopefully, hopefully I'll see you when I'm in New York next. Yes. And season two, come right back here. Perfect. We'll do it. Take care. Have a good day. Thank you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.